You're in the doghouse. It's me, John Joe. And I'm Matt. And we're here to talk about the latest in regards to the virtual world of running. The pros, the cons, and the indifference. So, yeah, so, um, you know, I was warned by John Joe uh, not to get involved in the whole virtual racing thing as we were in lockdown. And uh, I didn't listen. I, uh, I joined in. Um, did the virtual uh, 5k series that I was doing and um, the other week did the final race in it smashed out a great time obviously I'm aware you know GPS everything that's going to play a part in it probably only worth you know maybe 30 seconds slower um, he, he, was out. he was digital doping well, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's, yeah. that's what I got called out for now, I didn't even know you could. this was a thing you could do um, but supposedly um, if you're interested in knowing you uh, you can download your Strava file if you use that, and then uh, you can go onto certain websites or download uh, an app, and you can increase the speed of your run uh, or your or your bike ride. Well, I heard the when I heard the news regarding um, this awful uh, lambast sort of negative um, post on the book of faces, which I've certainly distanced myself from. And I'll continue to do so because it's refreshing to to separate myself from that and, and live more fully in the real world without the. Uh, um, there's just so much to talk about regarding that uh, and social media. But uh, what I heard about, heard the news regarding Matthew and, and um, him being um, verbally attacked on on this um, particular issue, I just knew straight away that Matthew would never lower himself he, he'd no need to on the one hand no need to um his, his personal best fourteen twenty two for 5k well capable of faster times and in being very fit at the moment his time post i believe was thirteen forty five, and that correct me if i'm wrong thirteen forty five. Right, now we're under the un, under the understanding that that time with the GPS system, naturally, it can be out by up to 30 seconds, but it could have been faster, we don't know. But I just knew, I, in my heart of hearts, that Matthew, long talking to me on Skype, would never, um, you'd never do that. You'd never lower yourself um, to that. Um, so I knew, you know, but for this individual to call you out with no evidence, and, and I thought it was very sad, but immaturity. I think that it's immaturity, and um, I think yeah, I think I think that's what it is. I think you know, I think there's a lot of boredom going on in lockdown, and I think you know, um, you, you know, what reason would I have to to try and adjust me times or anything? If anything, the only person it cheated would, would be myself, um, to making it look like I could run faster than than, than I can. Um, so you know, it, it was it was it's quite harsh, and then he was tried to bring in an attack. Um, both the, the shop and and, uh, and Jade as well. So, you know, it was, it was quite a, a, a vicious thing, really, to, to see and, um, and no real need for it. And, and for me, it showed that darker side of, of the sport, of athletics and of running, um, that we sometimes, we, we don't think about that much. We don't, we don't we, uh, you know, unless it, it comes into our realm, we don't sort of see. But there's always been a lot of sort of elitism within this sport. Um, I think that'd be a really interesting topic to sort of talk about in, in, in this podcast today is that sort of that sort of 
darker side of the sport and you know there's examples of that at stuff like uh, like park run for example you know um you've got sort of you sometimes you get some of the, the faster runners shouting at the slower runners and you, you get complaints in then um you know from slow runners that they've been shouted at and called names and things like that you get it from a club standpoint as well on the opposite side where sometimes you've got people that are you know, they're, they're only just beginners and stuff like that, but they feel, because they see there's a track or something like that, that, that a club isn't right for them and, it, you know, it's not going to be good for them because it's too elite and it's too... And that's you know, close-minded that actually that club could be a huge beneficial to them if they got in into it and, and went in and participated in that sort of thing. And maybe it'd bring them out a lot in their running, but there's, there's a lot of this sort of, I suppose, elitism sort of view and, and maybe even like a, a class divide within its own, their own running world itself. When we talk about bad behaviour, I must hold up my hand. I have personally um, uh, behaved irresponsibly. Um, I've behaved, you know, with disrespect at times. Uh, and um, but it, it's it. You gave I, a good, good, good shout into that guy at the uh, the Saint Helens ten k, didn't you? Uh, who was who was trying to send you the right way uh, after there was no marshal on the course? And well, I, but you he, know, he, he let Charlie cut a corner, didn't he? And uh, I don't want to tell him Listen, in my defence, though, when the adrenaline and people don't really, I don't think they get this, you know. And does that sound like elitist talk? Maybe, maybe. Oh, I, maybe. I, I get it. But but I've discussed it with people who have been in similar situations, and what you want from a volunteer um, or someone on the course when you're giving absolutely everything. At whatever level you know and you but you're on your own and you don't know which way and, and you're looking at this volunteer and you just want to be pointed in the right direction clearly clear instruction um coupled with the fact that that individual isn't maybe giving you any instruction and the adrenaline do you have a right to bubble up within that kind of in, it, it's not having a right no it's, it's it's ultimately you've made a mistake but i think also it's happened quite frequently. If you ask any of the, 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 the guys and girls up there, in these positions, the intensity, and, and you do kind of flip out. Uh, and um, I think it's important to, to understand where that individual is coming from as well. It's not an excuse, but um, my behaviour on that day and other, other, other days, in fact, it's not, not, not the first occasion. Um, I just want to disclose that those feelings... Of you know absolute, you're giving every you're in you sort of battling this battle and, and you were uh, you were walking away with this. In fact, you were yeah you were at the time you were you were well ahead, and then sort of being sent off course and uh, losing more time, and that feeling of frustration and that immediate reaction. Um, yes, it's wrong, but got to understand the source of it, and then the whole other debate about what it is to be a really really good volunteer about be giving clear instructions if you're on the course um have have you be you know have 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 you had that input perhaps you haven't were listen when the, the leading group are coming through when people are, are, are cut off from other you give clear instruction and, and i've seen really positive sort of this is the way you go and then i've seen complete sort of non-response and i think there is good and bad yeah, but, but, I think yeah. You, you, you remind me, to be fair, of, of when we went and did the uh, the Hillwood um, 5K. And, um, yeah, for, you know, that would 
that was an example where again, you know, the marshal there, the turning round point didn't signal um, to to myself at the front, and then and then yourself behind uh, with the the other runner in third. I was in third um, at the time, actually. Yeah. I was in third at the time. And, um, yeah. So you know, I ran I ran through and carried on. Um, and obviously, I know you showed me the turning point, but obviously, you know, I was expecting that that volunteer to sort of. It all looks. That. It all looks so similar. And that's it. It and, does. Um, but you you made the, the great decision. You you separated. You you knew you your feet. You were really angry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Angry. Whereas I, with my immaturity, uh, I went you know straight past this put um, and lambasted him. Um, again, this is another moment where I've let myself down. Really, you know. And then, of course, people will jump on that. Um, especially if they're not very keen on you, and uh, they'll hammer it home the mistake that you've made. But um, yeah, I think for me, I'm just going to acknowledge that yeah, I've made a mistake there. Uh, but how do I improve? And I think leading by your example, actually, on on that, you you sort of removed yourself from the situation. I think it was only because I had so far to walk back. To be fair, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time that I decided that I'd definitely gone the wrong way and missed it, and I was uh, and realised that it was going to be that that person that I'd seen that must have been the, the marshal that should have sent me back the other way. I was, I was furious. Um, but by the time I'd re- you know, I thought, well, there's no point in running back because I'm, I'm, I'm well out of it. Um, well, that's, a, that's I, another I case where, where, I, where I, I, I personally thought where well, you walked and you sort of left the race, you didn't finish the yeah. race. I thought, well, no matter what happens in a race, I, I should finish it. Even if I've gone off course, I, I'm always going to try and attempt to finish this race and, and get over the line. And, and then talk, but you know, I don't know if there's rights and wrongs in regards to that. Whereas you just gave up. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I think I, I just, know. I think that was, I think, and I think that for me was was my frustration in in the in the effect that I'd gone, you know, missed that turning point and and things like that. So that instead of being sort of you know annoyed at the, the volunteer by the time I got back to them and things like that, I just I'd just thrown in in the towel really on the race itself and. So could you know, people could be could so could you argue you know for future sort of it, it, it'll always trying to improve, you know you've realised you've gone uh, an extra half mile or whatever, um, you, you could a more positive response be okay, what's done is done, let's turn around and just push up push myself right back to to the finish and see how many places I can get back. Yeah. Would that be the more that yeah, would be the ultimate, be the ultimate the ultimate yeah and and, and we both failed. Miserably, me <laughs> on that day. Uh, we we live and learn. So we've we got to hold our hands up. Uh, and when I think to this gentleman, uh, we won't, I won't discuss it. Mention the, the person's name. In terms of what happened to you uh, a couple of weeks ago now, um, regarding the the, the social uh, the technological allegations of doping, you know, uh, um, I think of that. You know, and initially I thought, hell, I want to give this guy hell because who is he? That's bullying, you know. Uh, that behaviour um, and, and the, the talk about cowardice and nonsense, you know, it was actual cowardice, on, uh, which defines a bully for me. That That's bullying sort of mentality and behaviour. But then I thought a more enlightened approach would be to actually say to myself, well, I don't know where this guy's come from. Maybe uh, uh, he's been neglected in some, and he's, he's, he's at this stage in his life, like, God, God only knows how I've been very immature for a long time, but you know, maybe it's just going to take him time. Maybe one day he'll 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 want wish to to not behave in such a manner. You know, and, and to to accept that you're always going to come across these these things. And and uh, I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I think so. And I think I think that was my look at it. You know, it was it was uh, you know 
you're never going to change the minds of these people that want to attack you online and things like that. You can make a clear statement from your own uh, standpoint to, to your friends and, and family and things like that to try and clear the air. But there's no point in trying to respond direct to these sort of people who are attacking you because... Are you, you sure know, now on, on that? on that? Because some people would say attack is the best form of defence and get the boot right in there. This idiot has called you. He doesn't even know who you are. His, his evidence is pitiful. Um, he, perhaps it's riddled with jealousy. That's the reason why he's done this, you know. Because on paper, in terms of the 5K time, this particular individual is slower on record uh, since uh, further sort of anal analysis of what's happened. And you think, well, why is this guy singled you out? Why is he singled you out? Um, go on the front and, and go, go attack. I, I don't know that's not the right approach, is it? No, and I think I think you know I think that's it's natural to do. It's natural to do. That's natural to want to do that, and uh, yeah, I think like people I spoke to wanted to do that for me on my behalf, but uh, you know I I I didn't want initially I wanted to respond, but through the race organizer and things like that themselves and, and do it in that sort of way, but um, you know after sleeping on it, um, I thought you know actually the best thing is just to let them get bored because you know like you say it, it was bullying. It's a form of bullying and. And bullies, you know, they do. If you if you don't respond, you don't act to it. You don't let them show you that you're annoyed and, and, and upset or hurt from it or anything like that. They just get bored of it and they move on. And they, you know, they'll find someone else or they'll realize actually what they've done, um, you know, isn't the right way to act and things like that. And they, and you know, move away from it sort of thing. So, you know, I I, I hope that what I did and the way I acted on it was the, the right sort of way to do that. The one thing I would um, the one thing I would question on the way you acted. You pulled out of the competition. Now, looking at that, I'm not sure that was the right decision, perhaps. I'm not sure. Could you not have finished the competition? I mean, you've kind of... Um, you've now been a victim of, of the this aggressive sort of nonsense, bullying. Uh, define it absurdly. Um, you've, you've pulled out of the competition. Um, that could also denote sort of... Um, is that the right word? Making words up now. Um, guilt, which I know it's it's not, but by by step stepping out of the race, do you, do you, do you yeah. still feel that was the right decision? Um, yeah, I think I, I, I do feel it is. I mean, I think um, I think you know if it had just been an attack on me, I think you know yeah I should have stayed in there and done and, and kept at it um, and just taken whatever you know flack it gets. Um, but but when they started to attack um, the business. Um, you know, my mum's business, um, and then Jade as well. That for me uh, was a step too far. That became more than just you know an attack on me. It's fine to have some sort of um, you know you, you know you can have an opinion and, and, and attack me and I'll deal with it in in, in in that way. But to then go after uh, people I care about and, and a business that we've worked hard um, to sort of set up and things like that over this last year, and obviously that's had. It's own issues with being in, in, in lockdown and, and it having to close for, for nearly three months um, and things like that, you know, it, it became too much. And I just thought, you know, no, I'd, if I'd have stayed in the race, they'd just get more and more flack because it just carry on um, being attacked on it, stuff like that. I just thought, no, let's just get out of it. I mean, you know, obviously that can come with its own flack as well because they can say, oh, well, look, he's, he clearly has been doing that and he's, he's pulled out because he, he doesn't want, um, you know, people to see it and stuff like that. But... For me, once they attacked Jade and they attacked the business, I was, you know, I just wanted to cut from it and just be like, no, put it in the past, get on with it. The shop was opening this week. I just wanted to focus on that. 
um, and get the shop back open and, and start you know getting selling shoes to, to people and helping them find the right running shoes and things so so how in regards to the virtual racing is that what we yeah. call this how have your feelings changed since this episode of ne- you know, it's a negative thing that's happened how do you feel yeah for any future sort of in, th- regard, in regards to that I think it's you know I, I, I think it was a great idea it's, it's something to keep people motivated but I think it it is difficult when you have because again you know it's online it's on that social sort of uh, media sort of sphere and everything like that and you know you, you social media is is you have people that attack people we get you know politicians are attacked all the time um, you know actors you know anyone in this sort of uh, pro, public profile or in a position where they're, they're being um, talked about and stuff like that are, are attacked by people who either don't believe in the same thing as them don't agree with their opinions um, and in this regard it was someone who didn't believe the performance was was valid or that I, I could do that um, so you know it's, it's sort of you're always going to be attacked and I think in that regard the virtual racing is is, is can be quite dangerous um, you know um, I think there's other virtual races that have been done that have been more like I suppose virtual challenges to keep people motivated to get out and, and run, you know, take on, try and do a marathon across the space of a two weeks or a month or something like that. And that's been good to sort of, you know, give people something to aim for because I think that was the thing in lockdown when we, we didn't have those goals. It, it did give me something to, to strive towards because I, I didn't have any races anymore on the calendar. Um, you know, I, I obviously, I had a big plan um, and a big goal, which was a, a mile, 140-mile mileage week. Um, you know, which which was last week, and I achieved that, and that was a big goal of, of, of lockdown for me, um, and that kept me kept me sort of motivated. And to be fair, having done that, I have felt quite drained and, and demotivated this week, but possibly just due to the, the sheer amount of work on that, and then obviously back into work as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think virtual racing in in the form that I was doing, I, I don't really think it's a great idea. I don't think it works. Um, as well, I think it becomes too much of a of a, a point where people can attack and things like that, and I don't think that's that's a, that's a great a great place to be in. Do you see um, one day the technology improving at such an extent where there'll be no question marks, or do you think feel that? I think there's always going to be question marks. I think you could always try and question. You know, there was things of like put a photo of the watch on or put on. You know, and and but again, you could manipulate that if you you know someone's going to say you can manipulate. Um, the speed of, of the Strava running data and things like that surely you could manipulate what a watch shows on it you're always going to get questions and things raised I know one of the one of the other lads who was, who was taking part in the competition um, had been criticised in previous weeks and attacked in previous weeks um, for his, his loop that he'd been running and his personal best and then what he'd been doing being you know a difference and, and people had attacked him on that um, saying that the loops were too small and that was making it thing in you know, um, I'll tell you one thing that stands out for me in regards to what happened to you there was that the individual who made all these allegations with absolutely no evidence, he didn't know you, having made all those statements, how many individuals just went along and just like sheep following and just accepted that as the truth? And didn't wish to question it at all, and, and they they just, you know, sort of. Um, I think that's the saddest thing about it. It, it makes me realise with, with people that how they can just 
you tell them something, they'll just take that for, for that. Yeah, I, I, I agree, and I think, uh, but we but we see that all the time. You know, on social media, you've got various things. Um, you know, if we think about sort of the, the politics, um, if we talk about the politics sort of world, you know, whether um, whether you agree with things said by um, Boris Johnson or Donald Trump and things like that. Again, there's two different sides. There, people agree with him, people don't agree with them. But it it becomes um, on attack, and and people will follow like sheep with an opinion, whether that is wildly, um, you know, discouraged from experts and things that all over, but people will follow it because they have that belief in that person or that sort of, um, just the easiness of it being posted on, on social media and it's easy then just to sort of agree and follow, um, follow along with it. Yeah, this week I've been really thinking about this in regards to, you know, getting so et up so angry against someone I don't even know you know Boris Johnson or, or um, Matt Hancock I think his name you know th those individuals um, you got the left you got the right okay it's politics but the hate sort of the anger towards them by people I know and, and myself in the past maybe to some extent but less so recently I've just felt got this feeling I don't want to hate anybody um i i just want to i'm going to listen and i'm going to does it make sense to me i'm, I'm going to sort of it doesn't do me any good to, to get really angry really angry and vicious about individuals uh, and, and maybe the claims that these individuals are, are devil worshippers or whatever you know it could be true it could be true i don't know i don't know <laughs> but um, I think for me, I don't want to have those feelings because what good does it do me to get so angry about? I have no sort of control, no power, no real say in, in those because they, they, they're voted in, they've got a term of office. And yeah, it is a clique and I don't believe that it's, it's very democratic, but to get angry, really angry. So, you know, I don't, even, I don't have a television, as you know, but in, in the job that I'm doing, I've... I've Watched a little bit of television recently, um, at morning news. So these characters, they come up on the screen and then they get interviewed and whatnot. And I feel feel a bit more at peace, not having that angry sort of hate towards them anymore. It's um, indifferent feeling towards them. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean, you know, I've been thinking about sort of various things from from that virtual bit and, and listening to quite a few different podcasts and, and reading some different articles on on different things. And I suppose it links to that sort of uh, discussion I was on about at the start of the podcast where, you know, the darker side of the sport and stuff like, you know, some of the things that, you know, that go on in the sport but are hidden behind closed doors and, you know, one of the, one of the recent podcasts I was listening to and, and to be fair, it's something uh, I discussed quite a bit with, with, with some runners and I think we've touched on it very lightly um, but I've discussed it more, a lot with Jade and things like that um, and I was on a run with, with, uh, with Kelly the other week who's someone we both run with uh, frequently prior to lockdown and things like that um, and, it, and it came up in discussion there but was was actually the, the whole body image thing of, of, of athletes um, and I was listening to uh, an interview with, with Mary Kane I don't know if you know Mary Kane John John not, sure, not sure no, no so, so Mary Kane was um, one of America's sort of really rising stars really up and coming talent um, and we're talking back in 
maybe two, around 2013, 2012, around there. Um, she was only sort of 16, but she was breaking lots of American records. She was real, you know, over the sort of the mile, the 1500 meter distance, real rising talent. And she got recruited to um, the, the Oregon Project with Alberto Salazar, which obviously has now been um, disbanded due to the allegations against Salazar and things on drugs testing. Well, I think they've proven that he's he tested on himself and things, but there's not been anything found on any, any of his athletes yet. Um, that he, he trained with, but um, not long after that occurred last year, last um, last October November time, um, when when the Oregon Project sort of uh, well when those things came up against Salazar, um, Mary Kane came out and did a piece uh, with the New York Times where she talked about her time within the project under um, Alberto Salazar, where she was you know she'd come back from winning uh, the World Junior Championships, she was you know one of the best runners in in the world, um. But then was told by a coach that she was she was too fat. She put too much weight on, and she needed to lose weight because she she'd never do anything on the on the Diamond League um, circuit that season in Europe and things. Um, and it was it, you know I, I listened to the podcast and it was really hard hearing someone who was you know at that top level um, then be treated in that way from someone in, in a, a position of power and a position where you should re- you know a lot of respect and things like that for for them. And and I was quite a Salazar fan to be fair. Um, before both the, the doping and, and, and the Mary Kane sort of incident um, came out. Um, but it's something that, you know, yeah. What happened? What, what, what happened? Is this Mary Kane, you say? Is she still running? Or? She's still running, yeah. She, she suffered a lot with um, um, a lot of stress fractures, a lot of injuries, a lot of pressure. She, she Psychologically, she was, um, she was cutting herself and things like oh. that, trying to deal with yeah. this trauma because she went to the people at the Nike Oregon Project and and tried to discuss things with them and they all just sort of turned her away and just said just get on with training and get on with trying to lose your weight and things like that and mm. um, eventually um, it was a, a an older coach that she'd had back in New York and um, listening to the podcast that I did um, earlier on that mm. um, he sort of he found her at a race cutting herself and straight away picked up the phone to her parents and phoned them and they'd heard little bits and pieces but not the full details over the time she was in the project and they've said no you're coming straight out of that and how, how, old, away how, how old was she at the time um she was she was sort of around it was from well she went into the project at, at 16 so she was only 16 mm. when she first went in and this you know the, i think the real um main aspects of this was when she you know she was around she was 17 18 19 you know she was still well, you she's know, still it, only like 22 23 now so but we've we've talked about weight and you've mentioned yourself Trying to lose yeah. lose weight because you believe that by losing weight you you run faster every, yeah. every you know so is this not the coach just saying listen if you lose so much weight you will run faster is that not is I that think, not I think, I think, acceptable now I think the way it was sort of said to her from the sounds of it and things okay. that was a little bit more okay. intense and things but there's, it there's obviously just, affected her like whatever the coaches said it's it it's not done done her any good has it no, no. maybe the coaches use this. You know, this this just this, he's looking at an athlete. And he's thinking, how do I get this athlete to just go a little bit faster? You know, and just you know, he's he's thinking just a bit more weight loss. He's not necessarily doing it for any other reason, just to make a run faster. Possibly, possibly. Not, and I, I, but I think it's it's a difficult topic in running itself, in the running world itself, because you know, and I, I suppose like I, I've talked about it for myself. I know that um, you know. I, in a, in a body image sort of uh, sense, I'm not that stereotypical, you know, lean distance runner that you see. I'm a little more muscle bound, little more I am. Build. I well, am. You are, and you, I mean, you probably get it from the other, the um, 
you probably get it from the other side of things where you've got maybe family members and stuff like that say to you, you need to eat more, you're, you're oh, too skinny. Yeah, you know? God, so that's yeah, the other, yeah, the yeah. other angle I of it. So. Especially of the Irish relatives. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it is, it, it becomes something of a, you know, if you're not, I suppose... Well, how do you deal with that for me? Uh, again, maturity in it as years, but experience, you know, you, you know, you shouldn't care what people say, you know, it's easier said it than done, you know, but get to a point in your life, maybe I'm not there just yet, where it doesn't really matter what individuals say, you've got the right people in your camp who you trust and you work with, and it's it's what they say, and, and you're working on a particular goal, uh, but yeah, of course, it's not always like that, is it? No, I think. Well, I think that's it. I think. I think if you have got the the right camp around you, I think you know, no matter what people say, you know, you you you'll be able to work through it with your own maturity and with the support and and of those around you and things. But I think if you are, you know, um, whether in your past or anything like, that, you've got things that sort of make you feel um, insecure on that sort of thing. It, it can be a very difficult thing, but it's something that is is discussed. I know in the past when I when I first came back uh, to the to running um, back in 2016 um, I was I was 14 stone at the time so I was normal by you know just everyday normal average standards but in a runner's world I was I was overweight and you know the first thing people said to me was like well if you've put some weight on and you you know what I mean and it's not something maybe that you'd you'd necessarily say in a normal sort of what, what society sorry, what, sort of thing but what, what weight were you sorry. 14 stone at the time oh right okay so you know I'd probably is that a normal weight I I probably, yeah. for my height it's probably only average. I didn't look oh, overweight okay, per okay, se yeah. but for yeah. a runner yeah. you know I did you know I think but it's it's um, yeah. it's, it's how you sort of perceive that and take that and for myself you know I, I what, are you now? what are you now what are you now by um, the way I'm 11 stone now so I'm still you know for me I know my race weight's closer to that 10 stone area so I know there's area to, to improve on that and things but you're that's s- you're still fat <laughs> <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. Uh, well, no, I, 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 I had a, um, I spoke to my, my uncle the, uh, the other day over over um, FaceTime, and uh, he was saying, you know, obviously I'm, he's keeping an eye on me Strava and things that see, and I'm running well. But he, he he just sort of said a comment, and he meant nothing by it, but it was it fits into that thing where he said, well, he said, you know, your face is looking a, a little. A little chubbier than you know what I, what I would have thought with the miles and the times you're running sort of thing. So it, it's, I often get the I look gaunt. Well, I say it, it's the other way around, <laughs> isn't it? You know, and it's and but it, but it's it, no matter which way around it is, you know. Um, like I say, chatting with Kelly the other week, she sometimes she was telling me. Um, I hope she doesn't mind me me mentioning it, here, but uh, she was telling me how sometimes she gets compared. Uh, she's got quite big thighs, and people say to her, "Well, you know, men men in the gym would, would die for those thighs and stuff like that." I mean, which you know, she was sort of saying how, for her, that was like, you know, she was sort of being compared to a man in that way. And she's a woman, you know, a female runner. And that for her was, you know, it was, she understands that it was sort of being made as a compliment, but at the same time, isn't a compliment for her, you know what I mean? And so it's, it's that sort of discussion about it. It's a very difficult thing to sort of talk about for both male and female runners, but it's something that is very much thrown in our faces a lot of the time really and yeah I'm and, not, and can I'm, be a, a darker area i'm not i'm not going to discuss kelly's thoughts <laughs> <laughs> we might cut that bit <laughs> <laughs> you can't cut that anyway anyway moving on moving on we can't discuss people's bodies it's not right it is a it's a 
It is an important well, thing. Well, the, the, and this is, where, this is where the, the discussion surely must lead to, it, it, which is, yes, people are going to say things and people are going to get offended, you know? But what are we going to do? You know, you've got to be strong in your mind. This is so important, you see, in athletics and running all this. It's okay focusing on the body and doing all the sessions. Every, but I'll tell you one thing, the mind is so important. So important to be strong there, and obviously young young athletes are with a promising one. You know, I'm past it. You know, I'm, I came to this sport very late, but um, uh, uh, the younger younger athletes, of course, they don't have that experience, so it's 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 much easier to be affected by comments uh, and negativity, mm-hmm. and, and um, but perhaps there should be I don't know programs or education, of course, in the schools you'd think, but maybe not. They just don't get it. But um, strength, strength. Within the mind, the mind itself. How, how do you get strong? Uh, and and uh, for me, I don't know. It just takes time. It's, it's experience and it's, it's reading books about athletes. And at the moment, I'm reading about Eamon Cochran and uh, really enjoying this particular book. I'm coming towards the end of it, and um, I just realise that some of the mis- like one thing that really stands out. And Eamon, I hope you're not listening to this. <laughs> But one thing that really stands out, um, that you're in the final, you're going into the final um, of the Olympics, and you decide to shave your legs, you know, just the day before, the night before. You'd never done that before. And it was on a whim. It was a swimmer, Chalky White, your, your mate, who's a swimmer. Um, he, he, tell, he, he can swim faster, you know. You're in the bloody Olympics. You're in the final, and you've got all that experience just to get to the final, you know. But you are a young man. This is the thing. It's 1976. And you're born in 52, so you're 25 years of age. You're a young man, and you'd shave your legs, and you don't sleep, a wink of sleep. You're irritated, you, you can't, because you've cut, cut yourself to ribbons, and, and you're itching all night, you don't sleep. You don't tell the team medical doctor who could have put some ointment on, and, and you could have had a nice, good night's sleep. You go into the final, and um, you've already had a big bust up with the family at the airport who was seeing you off, and it's because you're a sensitive person, it's affected you. You're going into the final, you're looking at other athletes, you're not in the zone, you know, they're in the zone, you think they're in the zone, but you think, and you go and blow it, because at that point, you finish fourth, but really, you could have maybe won that gold medal, and I know that you, you for the rest of your life, and because it, it happens again in 1980, and um, in 84, you just, 88, sorry, 84, you're not um, fit enough um, um, for that Olympics, although I think you do go and you finish now. But anyway, the, the point I'm talking about is is the the mental sort of side of it. It's so important, you know, because yeah. No, I, I 100% agree. Well, and I, and I, talking margins, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, um, I, I'll I you need to lend this book off me to be fair. Um, but Charlie Spedding's, um, from last to first. That's that's one of the books I always read and and and, and I came across Spedding in this book actually in a particular really important race. I think he finishes second, but I can't. Remember who to? He didn't always finish first. No, but you know. Mm. But um, <coughs> excuse me. In fact, I think John Tracy beats him into second place. Yeah, uh, in the marathon in the Los Angeles Olympics. Yeah, in nineteen eighty four. Eighty four. That's 84. the one. And he's coming into the the home stadium, and Cochran's on the commentary, and he shouts out, and Tracy's just gone uh, gone past your mate. Spain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you, you do know Charlie, don't you? Charlie I, 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 I know. I, I've, 
I'm friends with him on Facebook. I've never met him in person, but my dad, um, he was one of my dad's heroes. Mm. Uh, but they were runners at the same time. But I mean, me, I think when they went to the Charlie went to the, the Seoul Olympics, the same as my mum. So it was nineteen eighty eight. Eighty eight. I was. T- this is where later. See, Cochrane qualifies for the Olympics, and then the Irish committee uh, administration, who are completely balmy by all accounts. Um, they decide they're not going to send him. He's, he's a hero. He's been to two Olympics. And they're not going to send him. He's not good enough, not fit enough. And he kind of gets into his head as well. It's a mental thing. He believes them and he, he realises he is actually not fit enough. But he has qualified. He, he deserves a place in the team. He's got a lot of history and he's that sort of... That era where they, they all sort of think of him as the celebrity. Yeah. You know? And then they, 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 then they... They decide to send him, so they, they pull it, pull him out. Send it's a, men, mentally, that's very difficult, isn't it? If you're on sort of organised people who are supposed to be supporting you, don't believe in you, and you're going to, to race against the formidable op- opposition. But then years later, at this final point, um, although uh, Cochrane finishes fourth in the Olympics, one of the guys I didn't realise this, you know, one of the guys who finishes third years later has some kind of um, transformation spiritually and decides to come out come clean and he throws his medal his bronze medal I don't know if you read that bit in the in the river and says listen I was at the time blood doping at the right. time you know uh, Cochrane um, in theory could he have had that medal apparently not because it was in a time when blood doping wasn't even banned it wasn't even thought about so I'm not sure but he didn't he wasn't interested he wanted to finish first and um do digress. Well, so we're getting back to, to um, sort of the, the, the mind and, and how important that is on on, on sort of controlling things. The, the bit with, that I was bringing up about Charlie Spedding on that was um, in, a, in a more sort of positive way, showing the power of, of, of positivity on the mind is um, Charlie sits in a, in a pub. Um, he's, 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 he's not made the teams. He's, he's been struggling. He always gets out sprinted and he's, he's sitting in this pub. Um, he's bought himself a little notepad. And um, he's sitting there thinking about how, you know, what what are his goals, what he wants to get out of the rest of his running career, and uh, he writes he writes down that he wants to medal at the Olympics. That's that's his goal. He wants to medal at the Olympics, and he he, he believes it's going to be the marathon that he can do that in. And so he goes to uh, he goes to LA. Um, he's not a favourite. He's not you know he's not one of the big names. He's he's a good marathon runner, but he's not one of the the, the real favourites there. But He's sitting in the in the call rooms and they're, they're ready to go out with all the other guys and they're all looking at each other and you know trying to sort of you know psych each other out and things like that and, and Charlie sits there and he's just saying to himself if I can have the best race of my life I can achieve my goal of an Olympic medal and that's all he's thinking to himself and he, and he carries that through as he's running the race and and he ends up there he's, he's he ends up you know with Tracy um, I can't remember now. He's in second he's, place. He's in second place. Yeah, and the, the, two of, the two of them yeah. are running side by side and they're, they're trying to drop each other. And, and Charlie gets to the stadium and he's he's thinking, I'm going to end up in a sprint. I always lose in a sprint, but I, I'm going to end up in a sprint in the marathon. I came to the marathon to get away from having to sprint finish yeah. and I'm going to end up having to do it. And uh, he tries to, to sprint against Tracy and he says that in his head, he, his head sort of turns to him, his own mind turns to him and goes, you said an Olympic medal. You've got an Olympic medal. You've got bronze here. We're not giving you enough. We're not giving you anything more now to go for that silver. You've you've got the Olympic medal, and he, he always thinks to himself, if he'd have written down instead of just getting an Olympic medal, if he'd have written silver or he'd have written gold, what could he have 
have achieved without having that mentality in there, but because he'd sort of set just the goal of, of you know, I won the Olympic medal. Well, that's a great goal. He he's of, he's achieved it. And then, he achieved it, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was fantastic. But he, but he really believes that he could have got silver if he just set that goal that little bit higher and not sort of limited himself to just a medal. Maybe, um, and then there's the argument, though, real, you've got to be realistic, because if he'd have set himself the goal, then when he's going into the race and he sees the, the, the maybe a certain individual, you know, it, it could have maybe backfired now. No, it could have done, yeah. yeah. You just done, don't know. I think he set, he set himself a more realistic and he, he, he obtained that, which was, um, yeah, I'd be happy with it. I'd be oh, happy. Yeah, I, I, think, I think he was, but I think he always yeah. had that nagging feeling as well. I, I, I think that's a runner's thing. I think you always have that nagging yeah. feeling. What could you have done better? Could you have, in, you know, even when you've won the race, could you have run it faster? Could you have done it in a more impressive manner and things like that? Um, I think that's something that's it, really it's troublesome, isn't it? You know, just it is. sort of it means being on edge for the for the for the duration of it while you're running. You know, it's <laughs> you're always wanting more of it. Oh yeah. It's. Um, but, the other, but the other one is, is 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 from that as well. Is 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 after he got that that medal. Oh, by the way, sorry to interrupt, but no. you you mentioned positivity and it's oh, so yeah. important. And, and I, d I do recall, you know, Coughlin's, um his two. Uh, fourth places at the Olympics but in 1983 he won gold in Helsinki and in, in the, the world championships which I believe was the first time they held the world championships in, in fin Finland yeah, yeah. Helsinki and um, and at the time he, he got this book by Dr. something oh, Priestley something uh, and it was about positivity in sport I think uh, I'm, I, and I wrote it down I've got it the title of the book and yeah. I thought well I'll have a look at that because he, he was feeling so confident and, and positive and he was actually in the uh, the world championship, this this hotel I think or wherever it was with the athletes were, and he had a couple of beers, you know, this before he won the gold, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they were looking at him, frowning at him, you know, some of the team, oh, what's he, oh, that's crazy, you know, which I think it is, he shouldn't be drinking, you know, but just two beers he had, um, bottles of beers, you know, yeah. uh, very light, and uh, he was relaxing, he was calm, he was positive, and he, and he had a different, completely different mentality, he. He'd gone past those heartaches of 76 and 80, and we're in 83 now, and he's got the experience, which um, and he's feeling really positive, and he goes out, and, and he wins the gold, and um, yeah, it's, it's so I think, important. I think it's, it's, it is, I think that, you know, like you say, the, the mentality, the, the place that your own mind is in when you go into a, into a race, into a competition, or, or just in general when you sort of, someone says something to you, um, you know, getting back to, to some of the points we've discussed, you know, it, how you deal with that with your own mind, um, you know, is, is whatever the outcome becomes then from that. You can turn that into a positive. You can take those actions um, you can take those comments. You can take, you know, that bad race in the past sort of thing and build upon it. Or you can let them, you know, drag you further down and, and, and you know. What well, the point I make is that by being a part of social media and, Strava and the virtual sort of by be, just being a part of it you leave yourself wide open as well to, to all those comments that may or may impact may or may not impact you uh, and and with with that distance now because sort of between the two of us we're sort of in different places in regards to the virtual world I feel um, much more sort of calm much more in control of what, what I'm doing and, and it and, and that sort of world is like um, that virtual thing. It's like um, a cacophony of um, 
of a myriad of, of hissy fits and, and, and no real substance and just by separating myself from that it doesn't even matter anymore it, it doesn't matter that kind of stuff but I think the one thing you always like because I've been written off more times than Muhammad Ali I, I like to <laughs> compare myself with the, with the greatest yeah uh, it's always good to compare yourself with the greatest but um, recognition when you've been written off uh, that, that many times it, it's you, you do seek rec recognition uh, should you seek it that's another question uh, these are all sort of philosophical questions but I think naturally as human beings we do seek recognition and um, it's a, I think it's a double edged sword because even if you get it even if you win the gold medal everyone's like whoa you're the best you know it's a double double-edged sword I think that's the right analogy I think it comes at a cost as well and there's this idea of, of living completely separately and contentedly and, and, and as you say you know running for me but do, do we really think I think we're always kind of seeking recognition um, I don't know yeah I'm not there yet I'm not enlightened but I do do think about these things well, I think um, that seems like a, a good enough note to uh round off the uh, we're not going already are we oh we're going already <laughs> yeah we are going yeah, yeah I, oh think that's a nice, I think that's yeah i think that's a good enough note to, to, <laughs> round, out, uh, to round out the show there on, on on that sort of that concept of you know um your, your mindfulness the place you are and and whether it's you know should we should we should be striving or or just enjoying and then that's the thing we should just be enjoying the the experience that we get from running um, the freedom that it gives us, um, both physically to, to explore, um, and the, and mentally to, to free our own minds from the stresses uh, we get um, in in other activities and things like that. I must say I've enjoyed discussing this with you today, Matthew, and I look forward to next week. Okay, so uh, thanks for listening, guys. If you've uh, stayed in all the way to the end, uh, don't forget to subscribe. And yeah, we'll be back next week with another show. Yeah. Thank you.